Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Roundtable. This is the exciting conclusion of the Mexican folklore, part two with Chief. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget our email. Like and subscribe. Email is doswolfman88 at gmail.com and wolfandsal at gmail.com. And let's get right to it. I got a, I got a Latusa story for you. I got, I got a couple. And I'll tell you one that this one was pretty weird. This one was told to uh, a friend of me, Scorpion and D. And he told us this one time we were out drinking, you know, and he said that, okay, we were drinking. We weren't like, hey, tell me a story right, about a Latusa. No. no it's just a couple, it was I see just the face friends. you made. Like we were over there getting smashed. Borracho <laughs> Teresos over there, like, hey, well, no, dude. It was okay. just singing, singing like Lupio Rivera yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> we need. Singing, singing the old Chente songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's over now. <laughs> so, no, no, seriously, we were, we were just drinking, hanging out, whatever. A couple of beers, yeah. And the guy that was telling us he used to be a bartender downtown, and he was he said, I got a story. He, it was the only story he had, and he was a, he was a white guy. Uh, but he was he said, I got a Lachusa story. So he was dating this girl, and so th- this girl, I see you need to go to the bathroom. Was she was that, she Latina? Is that what you're doing? You go in the bathroom? No, no, no. I, I got to stand if, up. If and you're trying to go to the bathroom, I'm gonna talk really Are you going slow. Potty, so? Yeah, real slow. So you have to just sit there and hold it. There you go. <laughs> no, just kidding. Carry on, man. This is really no, interesting. So anyway, right? what happened was the, the, he he worked downtown, and and we all knew him. And he, I'm not gonna say his name because I haven't seen him in years, and I don't know if he wants me telling his name or not. So. So anyways, we ended up talking to him about paranormal stuff or whatever. It came up about our house, you know, about the house. And I don't know if you know this guy. She's might have been before your time. Anyways, we, he he was telling he used to work at Treasure Island. I don't know if you know him. Arr. Yeah, Treasure Island. But anyway, uh so anyways, he was telling us this story and he said that he had a Lachusa story and it was he was working with another bartender that we were good friends with. It was it was Hispanic. And so he yeah. was telling a story about the hairy hand. Oh, yeah. You know about the hairy hand, right? I've heard that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the other guy tells a story, and he said that he was dating a girl that told him a Lachusa story. And that was the first time he'd ever heard of Lachusa. Of course, he's a, he's a white guy. He'd never heard of it. He didn't know what the heck it was. And she claimed, this girl that he was with claimed that her mother, she was raised by her tia, which right. is in, in English is your aunt. Yeah. Now, according to her, she was raised by the, the Thea because the mom was a practitioner of black magic. Oh. And that she was into Santa Muerte. And oh, she wow. would like, they would smuggle things. And so she was into that whole death cult, you know, which I think that, that I think that part was like a joining. And now when we talk about the Santa Muerte, let me explain them what that is. Mm-hmm. The motto of, of, the, of these people that serve the saint, the saint of death. Mm-hmm. is that God forgives, but she protects me. So it's like, you know, that, and, and it's very twisted. I mean, I don't get into the, you know, it is so weird. I don't know how you can have a patron saint that is death. It's kind of like, you know, you're like Thanos, basically, I guess. You just, you know, you, you know, you're all about death. And so this woman that was her mother, her birth mother was into that. And she was into this whole the, the smuggling years ago. It was a long time ago when he told us this story. So she was a smuggler and they were they were into the whole death cult or whatever. And like I, I believe personally that that came from the ancient Greeks, that the Spaniards got it from the Romans, you know. like We got it from the Greeks, yeah. We got it from, from Hecate, yeah. the female part of it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ended up in the Catholic Church through the Roman Catholic Church because of the Romans, you know, and then it ended up in, that's what I believe. And then. And then it kind of merged with the Virgin Mary. Yeah. When when they they took over the Central and South Americans. Yeah. So, anyways, it's it's kind of a weird mix of uh, I don't know if you want to call it like voodoo, not voodoo because it's not voodoo, but it's almost like a weird mix of that mixed with the Catholicism. Santeria, Santa Muerte. Kind of, kind of Santa, Santeria, yeah, yeah but a, a, like a little like like a his, Mexican version of it. Yeah. It's uh, what is it? It's kind of like when you get a. An indigenous culture, such as when the Spaniards came into what is today Mexico and all up into Texas and everything, you had these local indigenous tribes and they had their own religious practices and so on and so forth. They blended them together. Right. It's an amalgamation of the two. An amalgamation. Perfect. Uh, you know. And so what ended up happening was this woman was into that and, and Santa Muerte is like really something that's just, I would never mess with it. or And so th- this woman, she claimed her mother was 
I don't want to say a vampire, but like she was vampiric. Yeah. She would come to, to her when she was a little girl to her window at night and she would look like an owl. And then she would like peck on the glass, but then when she'd open the glass, she would like literally morph into like a shadow of her mom. If that if you can follow that, and that she would hold onto her feet, like and then and that she would she would like drain her. She could feel like her body getting weak, and so it was very weird. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the the Key of Solomon and Song of Solomon, where they they talk about Orneus, this vampiric uh, entity that was draining the the life force of the servant, uh, the servant's son of uh, Solomon, mm-hmm. and so Solomon was given a ring by an angel. And of course he used that to bind all of the demons, you know, and then of course the legend is that they built the temple because he forced them to, it it was very similar though. Like she would grab her feet and she said she would do that to her and her sisters. And it it looked like a silhouette of their mom. Mm -hmm. Like you could see her features through the shadow. And so it was very weird. Like he was telling us this story and we were just kind of like freaked out dude it was the end of the night you know and it was dark in the bar and you know and we're sitting here listening to this guy talk about this and 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 eventually it led to like them having bruises on their ankles and then it was like different part part like it started out with just them her grabbing the feet and then they would be tired but then later on the mom would show up and like say hey can i take the kids to go do this or that and they told her no because they knew something was going on and this woman eventually she, she, there was a bird that was sitting outside the, the window and one of their older cousins hit it with a slingshot. Okay. Now people don't know. I don't know. People don't know. You can actually take one of those metal balls from a slingshot because I've done it. It's a ball, ball bearing. bearing. Yeah. yeah. And if, and you can whip, you can kill something It'll with it. It'll go right yeah. through somebody's hand or, or you know. Well, you got to be careful. I saw a guy on YouTube one time shoot one and it bounced off of a bottle. It came back and embedded, like it, it wow. hit him in the head. Yeah, I was watching it with my wife. It was crazy. But anyway, this guy, this kid, you know, and I know I had one when I was a kid and I used to pepper things with it, you know. Yeah, those wrist rockets. And, and wrist rockets, yeah. And I and so I, he popped this big looking, black looking owl looking creature and it fell out of the tree and the, the mom immediately got onto him, whatever. Well, the next day the mother was laying there and she was dead. Oh, wow. And it was the mother uh, of that girl. And so, which would have been that kid's aunt, you know, wow. and of course, you know, the, the, the mom was, was doing something because the, the, his, her sister that took care of these kids got really sick because right. they, they were telling her, no, you can't come around the kids. And she's like asking her, what are you doing? What are you into? Why are they reporting you coming into the room and looking like this dark entity? And so, yeah, that, that he told me that story and he said that, uh, he was very adamant that the girl that he was with said that that really happened and that her mom was found dead with a blow to the head and they actually did an investigation. They found the ball bearing, you know, and that they were going to charge that he was a kid though. You know, he was just a kid. They were going to charge him with murder, but then there was no one that could corroborate that they saw a naked female because she was naked sitting up in a tree. You know, so it's like, what is that? How do you explain that? Like, obviously, there was some black magic going on. This is real. I mean, I'm telling you, people at home probably going like, oh, yeah, right. No, no, this is a real story. Like, I talked to this guy, and he went out with this girl, and he's he's like not even, he's like from Ohio or something. Yeah, he's, he's not, not Hispanic. No, no, and he's not even from here. He's not a Tejano. He's not no. a Texan. He's just a, a, a good he's guy. He's not of Mexican descent. He's no, a... He's, just a, he's just a white guy from Ohio, and he told me that story, and he said, I'm going to tell you this story. That's the only one he had, but it was just very bizarre, and he went out with this girl for about three years. Wow. Yeah, and then, you know, something really tragic happened to her, and she she actually died. She passed away. That is another element of the story though, because she said that she had been cursed, that her mother had cursed them and that they weren't going to live past a certain age when she died in a car wreck. Oh man. So yeah, that was a really weird story. And he, I guess that was his true love and he had told us that. And so that was a very heartbreaking story. And we were all just kind of like, wow, that's very sad. Thank you for ruining my night of drinking. It's a high (laughs) creepy factor on that one, man. Yeah. I actually got mad at the guy and punched him for telling me that. I'm just kidding, folks. People are going like, what? (laughs) No, No, I didn't, folks. I just felt really bad for him. But, um, and I think, Chief, you might know who he is. I'm going to go revise my stories after that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we're not going to make them sad. You're going to make me sad because then I'll beat you up. No, I'm just kidding. Was it Andy, the bartender? 
You did just throw people's names out there like that. We man. did have a bartender. Andrew. Yes, we did, and it's you've had you know a what? long well, line. If of it was, I wouldn't. Tell it could you. be I'm, any. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. It, no, it was not Andy. Okay. Started just, with it started with an R. Though. He just told me though. No, I started, his name started with an R, and he was from Ohio. I'll tell you after the show because I don't have permission to tell that guy's name. It was Jeff. It was Jeff. <laughs> My, name, My Jeff. name is Jeff. So no, seriously, folks, though, like that—that's a story that he told us that it that happened, and it was a very tragic story. But that—that that is the Lachusa in a nutshell. Like that's what the, these stories are about. And like I told you before, Scorpion, when he moved into the house when he was a kid. They claimed that someone had caught a bird and they hung it up on the fence and then it was a woman, you know, and yeah. and his neighbors all swarping down that that was the truth and it scared him as a kid, you know, and so who knows. But I mean, that 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 is what it is. It's basically like a woman. Now, here lately- Shape-shifting, yeah. Shape-shifting. Here lately, we don't hear anything at night out here. Now, my, my, my tia Hova used to always say, mijo, if you hear something whistling, you don't, you don't whistle back, you know? And of course, as a dumb kid, you're, the first yeah, thing you're going to do him. is go out there and whistle, you know. And my cousin did that one time, and we were walking down the street like late at night, and he whistled at something, and something began to flap and move a tree branches like it was not happy, you know what I mean? And so I, I took off running, and I was probably like ten or eleven, you know. I took off running, and my cousin just laughed it off. Nothing happened to him. So after that, I thought, well, you know, maybe it's just a myth. But then when I was fifteen, I did see. The dog, the, the hombre lobo. Yeah. So then I thought eh, maybe all this other stuff's true too, you know. So I don't, I don't really take chances with that. I know my wife's been out here lately, and there was a weird bird like whistling. Now they say if this bird whistles at you, uh, you're not supposed to whistle. Don't back. whistle back. Don't, don't curse whistle it. back, and don't curse at it, and don't don't throw rocks, mm-hmm. and and don't do anything like that because you don't know what this thing could be, you know. And now I have another Lachusa story for you if you want to hear it. Oh, I, want, yeah. I want to hear it. Pour it on. Are you Dive sure? in. Are you sure? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready. All we're right, ready. here we go. So anyway, so this is a Lachusa story that kind of happened to me, but but it all it more happened to a guy I worked with, and but it really happened to him. And and I'll tell you what happened. We were working at a Lowe's. We were they were building a Lowe's down on Brody Lane, and uh, I remember that land that was like the gar the old Garza Ranch. I think it was they they were building it. And uh, Sal, I keep forgetting you're not from here. I'm looking at you like you're supposed to know that, but they they were building it, and so there was this um, like property there that was once a ranch, and they and they they were building it. And so I know you've seen the scars on my hand where that white dog whatever it was attacked me like where it bit <laughs> yeah. me you know you see it right up all up and down my hand yeah i see all that well when i was working there that's when that dog that's when i got bit by that thing but uh th- this was not about that dog this was about or whatever that was a wolf dog whatever there was this thing that landed on the roof of, you know how the home depots and the lows you'll have the awning yeah mm-hmm. there's yeah. like a metal awning mm-hmm. Okay, well, they had already built this thing, and what happened was we were doing a fire watch because they were having problems with the water and some sort of permit or something. So there was no water, and so they had all this material inside the building, and it was already built, but they couldn't open it. Couldn't do anything, yeah. Yeah, so the fire department's real. They're like, no, you have to have a 24-hour guard, you know? So my job, I was working 14s, and this other guy, the lazy guy, was working 10s because he wasn't, you know, whatever. And so I was over there every day, and so there was this one day a week where this other guy, really cool dude, man, would come in and he would work that one day. Well, that place was really creepy. It was really spooky. There was it was always real dark. They kept the parking lot dark. They didn't want to use up you know a bunch of electricity. Is, there's the a cemetery on. near there. Uh, I don't think so. No, that's crazy. What though. the heck are you talking about, dude? No, I was you? just asking in the do, area. Do you your mean? research, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, read my mind and know right. what I'm going to talk about so you can research it. My gosh, right. there's people who can't read minds. Hold on, hold on, bro. They're always hold on. behind. Hold on. hold on. No, no, I got nothing. Nothing. No, no smoke. <laughs> no smoke. No cemetery. So, anyways, what ended up happening was this guy. He was there one night, and he told me that the next night that I came in or whatever, he had actually had to work like a, like that night. And then the guy that was supposed to come in didn't called in. Yeah, so he was there all day. So when he, when I, he told me this, I thought, I thought, man, is this guy just delirious or what? Because nothing had happened to me up to that point. But but oddly enough, after he told me this, then a few weird things started happening. So he told me that he was there one night and he was under that awning and that he heard something just boom, like something just dropped and landed on top of that awning and that it, he heard like walking 
he could hear like claws, like, like, you know, talons or something. And he Clacking. thought it was, yeah. And, and so he thought it was very, like, it was bird-like, you know, he said it was some kind of large bird. And he said that it scared the heck out of him because he thought what bird could be that big that it's, it was literally, he could see it like, you know, shaking the thing, like moving the thing, you know? And the only light out there was under that awning and then the whole parking lot was dark. So it scared him. So he told me about that and I thought, well, maybe he's just worked too many hours. I mean, the guy just literally worked like 20 hours. He's Straight, probably yeah. tired, you know? So I said, well, maybe you're just tired, you know? And he goes, yeah, maybe that's what it was. He goes, but it scared the heck out of me, dude. And he admitted to me, he was like, it woke me up, you know? Because obviously he was asleep. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Well, 20 hours out there, you're going to be asleep. Yeah. I mean, and it was around Thanksgiving too, and we were working, you know? And so yeah, it, it was it was cold and it was, we were tired, you know? And I, we were, I was working every day. And so I, I go in, I, I do my shift. So that night... Same thing happened to me. It was like maybe three in the morning, two thirty, three in the morning, and I'm just sitting there and like this was so weird. Like something landed on the roof, like just boom, really loud, and and it was the same thing. And I was like, "Whoa, did I just imagine that?" Because you know the guy told me that, so it's in your mind. But then I'd kind of forgotten about it. So I get out of the truck, you know, because you know I'm gonna investigate because you know I just that's my job. And so I'm like, and then I hear the clacking like claw sound walking on the, the awning thing. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going like, Oh, what is that? Like, and then it was just so loud and so creepy. And I thought there's no way that that could be a normal bird. So I, I, I did what any brave guy would do. I got back in my truck and locked the doors <laughs> and leaned my seat down and like crawled. No, I'm just kidding. Now I just got back in my truck and rolled the windows up and was like, whatever, you know, and just, if, if I got to shoot this thing, I'll shoot it, whatever. Hopefully you wanted it to leave. You were like, I want it to leave. Go ahead. Get out well, of here's here. what ended up happening. You know how it starts getting dark, you know, about five o'clock, you know, in November. It starts yeah, getting late. dark real. And then, and then they do the fall back or whatever. And then, stuff, then it gets yeah. dark real early, you know. Yeah, by six, six o'clock, it's dark as hell. Yeah. yeah. It's dark as ever. Yeah. So I, I the, the guy that's supposed to relieve me, he comes in, you know, and I didn't tell him anything about it. And then that guy had the same thing happen to him. Holy Jesus. So I come in and he tells me, he goes, about seven o'clock, you know, he goes, uh, something came and like landed on, on the, uh, whatever. And it was, I got there at eight. Like yeah. I would work eight to eight, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I come in at eight o'clock and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, dude, this something landed. So I just played it off. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was talking about. And then, so it happened to the, that guy, you know, that he heard the same thing, but everybody was kind of afraid to go and look, you know, which yeah. I, I'll be honest, I didn't. And I didn't want to tell him that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so a couple, couple days go by and the I, I was off again. I remember I was off or something. I had to be off. And then that guy ended up working for me. And uh, the other guy, the first guy. So then he tells me, he goes, I'm not ever going to work here again. What? Yeah, he's like, I'm never going to work there again. Like, I, I called him when it was, like, the next week because this had happened a couple days or whatever. Did after, he get a visual on it? Well, yeah, he did. And so he, so I, I called him, and, and I'll just tell you his name. His name was Kevin. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've told this story before. Like, me and him actually talked about this at the office we used to work at. So oh, I don't wow. think he minds me saying who he is. But Kevin was like, I'm not, I'm not going to work there again. Wolf, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. So I, they had to find somebody to, to give me that one day off a week that I had. So there goes my one day off. So I didn't even have a day off after that for about two or three weeks. And they're like, the company's like, well, we have nobody, you know. So um was working for this company. And so they were just like, there's nothing we can do. So I was there every day. So I see him at the office. And he tells me what, because he didn't tell me on the phone what was going on. Mm -hmm. He said, dude, you remember how I told you that there was this thing that landed on the awning? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, whatever that was, he goes, I decided to go out and try to take a look to see what it was. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. He said he looked up and he could see something in the back uh, of of the, uh, the the awning close to the building. You know, right. it sticks out from the building. Yeah. And he said it was the size of a man. You know, this is what he said. Mm -hmm. And he said that it, it, it flew up overhead, but it was so dark that he couldn't really make it out. But he said it looked like a really large bird. But one thing he saw were like these weird looking legs hanging down from it. Yeah. That almost looked human like. And it had talons on the end of the legs. Oh, wow. And so he ran, he got back in his truck and he drove like out of the, off the property. Like he said, he actually left the property. He was like, I left. He's like, forget left this business. Huh? When he said that when he was driving out through the parking lot, this thing went right by his window, like went right by his window and it like looked in at him and it had a bird like head, but it was human like at the same time. Right. 
And he was struggling to tell me and one of the other field captains what he was talking about. You know, he was like, I don't know how to describe it. He's like, it just looked like a, like if you took a woman and a bird and mixed an, them together. An avian type entity. Yeah. Humanoid. Like a, like a harpy. Yeah. Is, is yeah. He, not, not his words, but right. I asked him if it was harpy-like and he didn't know what that was. But I said, look, I don't know. Like the Greeks had a, had a harpy. Yeah. And when I tried to describe it to him, he said, yeah, possibly like that. You know, yeah. but it was like it was human looking, but it was bird like too. And he said it was black, completely black. And he said that it looked like a black female. That's what oh, he that's, that's what he said. Yeah. And then it went right by his window and he said he just started screaming and he went off into the ditch and then he went up onto the curb and he almost, he almost you know, wrecked. Yeah, he almost wrecked. <laughs> and he said he was going down, you know, Brody, you know how there's there's that you go over the if you go over the median, you end up in the other. Chief, you know what I'm talking about, right? Brody. So like like there's like a median in the middle of this the, the road, you know. Wow. And so he went he went all the way to the other side and was like going down the wrong way because he was freaked it freaked him out. So then he tells me that you know and I'm going like what the heck you know now I got to work there. <laughs> oh, wow. So needless to say I wasn't going to be doing any more you know I was doing workouts and stuff out in the parking lot. Pfft, forget that. <laughs> I was just sitting in my truck scared to death under this awning you know the whole time. Hopefully this avian humanoid creature entity wouldn't show up. <laughs> No, and and then of course about a week after that is when I got attacked by that white the dog dog thing, whatever it was. I still got the scars, and I'm going like, what is this place cursed or what? But yeah, that's my that's the closest that came for Lachusa for me was that they, you know he told me that story, and uh, Kevin was just a he was just a, he was a white guy. He wasn't like a, a yeah. Somebody believes in the was in the know about the Mexican didn't know what a Lachusa was. Right. Yeah, he didn't know what a Lachusa was. Didn't know what a harpy was. He just and I was trying to come up with what it could have been, you know. And he said it was just the the, the scariest thing that ever happened to him. And he actually quit, but then our boss kind of talked him into working again and put mm -hmm. him somewhere else. But I can tell you, man, working security at night, you come up with some creepy stuff, dude. Like, Chief, you know, working downtown at the club, we we were downtown downstairs one night, and we just heard, like, this laughter with, like, pull balls. Like a cackling? Cla yeah. Upstairs? Yeah. Upstairs, yeah. yeah. There was, like, the pool ball clacking, and then we're like, what is that? Like somebody's up there laughing like a witch or something. It, you know? it wasn't like closed off. There was like from from yeah. the from the first floor. There was a balcony where you can hear where it was always the whole thing was open. open yeah, if something yeah. was occurring on the second or third floor, you could hear it. That's crazy. But yeah, we heard like cackling going on and like pool pool balls and and stuff shifting. You know, and everybody ran up there. Nothing. Oh yeah, I'd come in in the afternoon, dude, and and I'd hear stuff all the time. It was just it was that was yeah. the infamous night that we pulled out the carpet carpet yeah and there was probably 20 people in the same room and when the door shut to the stairway you just heard like a like literally a wailing like a sound like a a sound a whale would make like like it was literally like eerie wow. nobody like, ever figured out what that was either no i think i think i think of all people that oh. were there squid d frazier i think everybody was there unless you can belt out a 16 second fart i don't think it was <laughs> you know it was like yeah. loud and like guttural wow. and 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 that's it what, sounded like a a, a, a disin, disgruntled spirit, that's for sure. Well, you know, in all those previous episodes on the house and the hauntings and everything else, we've mentioned that downtown Austin is way older than what people think. Oh, oh yeah. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's happened down there's there. Stuff so. built on top of stuff. 1830s, I think the first buildings were down there. Yeah. And, the and they're, all, they're all historical official, markers now. Official buildings for... Mm -hmm what was to become the Republic of Texas. But yeah, and, and, I mean... A lot of people don't realize we had a serial killer that was killing people right after uh, Jack the Ripper, too. Oh, really? Yeah, because like what was his cat. name? Henry, um, what was his name? Oh, Henry, the the poet. Um, oh, my gosh. Mm. I guess it, I'm so tired The guy right they now. named the middle school after. Uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And, and he was, a, it was like a, a writer. Right. Anyways, he was living in Austin at that time, and they, they literally called him the Austin Ripper. And there's a lot of people that believe that there's a correlation there because when the Ripper murders, when the murders stopped here, they started in England. In England, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so there's a lot of people that uh, believe that, you know. But there, there's also some evidence that shows that it couldn't have been the, the same guy. It was just a coincidence because the guy that was killing the, the women here they believe that he was African American, and mm -hmm. then and then the guy that that the now they've they've figured out that it was they believe it was Aaron Kosminski, right? Uh, that did it because of the DNA testing they did over there in England, and mm -hmm. he was a Polish uh, kosher butcher, a Jewish butcher, mm -hmm. kosher uh, Polish whatever uh, immig mm -hmm. immigrant. But 
anyways, they, they think that the, it was just a weird coincidence because in, and the way he would kill the people was like, he was, it was horrible. You can take like a ghost tour and they'll take you to some of those places where these women were murdered. And it was weird because he was killing women too. Yeah. But he was in particular, he was killing, um, African-American servant girls. Yeah. And they think that he was one too, that he was actually African-American. They think that, that he was, it started with a woman that spurned him. But right. Whatever, and then he we, was interested in her. She spurned yeah, him. And so he killed her. And then I guess he got a taste for her and he kept doing it. Yeah. But I know that there's an, another. So like an Austin candy man kind of deal. Well, if you just look it up, just look it up. Uh, and if Anthony, um, you're on the computer or chief, one of you guys got the computer in front of if you. One of y'all will get to work. Look, <laughs> look up the Austin Ripper murders. I mean, it's and and we have the Moonlight Towers now. There, I'll get into it in more detail one day. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to the, do the, a the Moonlight Towers Austin, are yeah. all over, and we'll we, take we'll take pictures of it. And well, I think we'll, we got cleared on on investigating. I won't say where, but we'll say the club, right? We get cleared on that. Um, I'll have to talk. I'll have to talk to him. Right. But I know that there's one club in particular, like right behind it. Uh, do you know where Fuel used to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know that parking lot right there behind it? There's a little yeah, parking lot there. There's an old club that's always been closed right there. It's always well, yeah, been like you know dilapidated. Why. Yeah, because that that is literally where one of the murders took place. Oh wow, oh, that's interesting. And it has been it has been a hotbed of paranormal activity for years. Like there's been ghost hunters Let's going. Let's get in there. clearance on the clearance on that. Do we you, need you, clearance you on that? You go ahead. I don't need to go around <laughs> these ghosts. What is it with you and wanting to go get possessed? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Chief's creep. Okay. <laughs> I agree. She's like, you, you want to be creep? possessed today? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You Please. know what this is, right? Well, well this is payback when you brought that one over to his place. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> you. You're getting in the car. You will go. <laughs> no, dude. I, you know what? I don't need to go around ghosts. I don't need to go around werewolves. I'm good. These vampires, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. That's, but that's really, you know. I got the ghost whisperer with me. You know, here's what this one, here's the one I was thinking about. You know, we've discussed many times how Texas is just full of so many oh, weird, yeah, odd stuff. So weird. The Mexican folklore, it's part of the weirdness. Mm-hmm. And of course, the the whole border belt. And that's high strangeness left and right. The only thing that comes to mind when you talk about downtown Austin, it makes me wonder how much Mexican folklore is tied to downtown Austin that we don't know about or we haven't heard much about. Well, you got the other half of downtown Austin, the, the east side. The yeah. East side, I mean, yeah. The east side of, of <clears throat> 6th Street is very old, too, and it's yeah. very dilapidated. And it used to be very Mexican, but... Yeah, well, it was all like... Uh, you got gentrification going on. I now. had a weird incident there at the Loendia Bonita one time. Okay. I had like a flashback of something. I don't know what it was. It was I, I had a Mandalo incident there because it used to be like in Bonita and now it's like a barbecue place that I walked in and everybody's looking at me crazy. And I'm like, dude, 10 years ago, y'all couldn't even be employed on this side of town. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, the, so, the, so you had a, a Mandela effect, not a Mandala. Could I get a nice Mandala tattoo no, 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 right no. under my boobies? <laughs> But people ask you that for tattoos for that all the time. They want a mandala. They want mandala, yeah, mandala yeah. Well, this is Mandela effect, not mandala. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know you like to call it that, but that's not what it is. Oh yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sal. Yeah. Well, Chief just likes to to, to mess with people and laugh. Well, well, Very you know, facetious young man. Well, some of these weird anomalies that are all over the state. You I'm gotta a, laugh. I love Adamame. <laughs> you gotta laugh. <laughs> That's <laughs> some good stuff. That's definitely some good stuff. Let me tell you. So, anyways, th- that that is just one day we could do a show about that. And I think that they even they even have the guy's name that they think that did it. So that's a, that's going to be pretty interesting. I know that there have been people who claim that um, they that Ted Bundy's boyhood home was haunted. There are some people that did some work there. Wow. And you know, so th- that that's pretty interesting. That's pretty creepy. And I know that. The uh the the guy that that whoever it was that killed these women you know that they're in that area these different areas people feel this really dangerously evil presence they feel like 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 right. you know well you know the the um the old adage that when you hunt, you die a horrific death that part of that that essence of who you were or it was so traumatic stays it's blood like and an emotions echo. stay in the environment right. yeah yes. it's kind of like an echo that, that stays there yeah mm-hmm. all that emotional stays energy in the loop mm-hmm. and maybe these evil people they they know that when they pass over they're going to just go to hell so they just try to stick around try to stay in the yeah in yeah. the void 
Yeah, exactly. Take like in a purgatorial type state. I, I don't purgatory. know what to call it. It reminds me of uh, what is it, uh, Ghost, where he's like, just one drag, man. I just want one drag. He's like <laughs> the subway ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, purgatory is is the in-between. You're not in heaven and it's you're not in hell. It's a limbo state. It's very limbo. And for many, thinking about purgatory is a lot more harrowing than either going to, you know, going to hell. Um, because not for me. There. I'll take limbo over hell. I'll well, that. It, and what I'm alluding to is the 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 uncertainty factor, the unknown. Oh, the uncertainty. That that that, that you, would you know be how worse. many people are going to attack us now because we even mentioned that there could be a limbo. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. That's what's going to happen. That's, so that's what we're going to get that now in the oh, comments, and they're going to attack us. Many people. Thanks well, a lot, Sal. Well, that's many people have the the. Come on down to the jamboree. Bring us some change. Many people is. Spouse, the absolutism of, you know, when you die, you either go to heaven or you go to hell. Yeah, and, 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 and I can tell you right now that hell is not uh, just one absolute type of thing. It, it, there's different types. I mean, there will be a hell uniquely for you. Yes, that hell hell is not. Like you can not, come you know, back as a doormat, you know, or gen generalizations of hell. I mean, I do believe in the lake of fire. I do believe that. And I believe there's certain things and certain you're going to go through a lot more than just. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do believe that. I believe that these really, really evil people like Ted Bundy and 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 Arthur oh, yes. Shawcross and all these horrible serial John killers, John Wayne Gacy, John Wayne uh, Gacy, they 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 are going to suffer like nobody's business. I mean, they're going to pay for what they've done. Yeah, you know? and, and I think about the people that you know. You have these murderers, and then you have people who have killed people. When you think of the context of why they did it, some people have killed people in self defense or some type of incident like that where there was a reason that drove them so that don't way. try to justify your murderous and then impulses then you okay. got your john wayne gacy's you got your ted bundy's that just killed for the thrill of it not knowing anything about their victim they just did it now those people have a very special place oh that man kind of it was he up. was horrible i watched that show on the netflix you know but they never really got into like the um the psyche his whole psyche and everything yeah they, they didn't get into like the murders he committed and anything like that they just they just kind of it was the trial and all that Oh, okay. To show what a slimy, like, two-faced oh, yeah, jerk was. he was, how yeah. he could just, and, and it was so sickening to watch him sit there and, like, and like he was his own lawyer and he was so smart, you know. And, That's and, what and, drove I, and I heard that when he, when they were getting ready to fry him, that he was, like, crying, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, well, there was no mercy for your victims, dude, so there was no, no mercy out, for uh, you. Ed Gein. Yeah. Well, Ed Gein was different because Ed Gein, he, he only, as far as anybody knows, he only killed two people, but he was a grave robber. Well, they said he had all kinds of stuff in his house. Yeah, because he robbed graves. Right. Yeah, and he was like- Lamps yeah, with human skin. Horrible. Nipple belt. And yeah, it was horrible. But there was some crazy people, man. That's crazy, crazy people. And I know that, you I mean, know- I mean, like, If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have, we'd be talking about something else right now. What like? <laughs> if it wasn't for the crazy, we'd people, be talking about. You know, we'd, we'd be, be talking about. We're supposed to be talking, talking about, about Mexican folklore, not these crazy serial killers. Let's talk about that well, again. Right. The serial killer thing, and, and it and it all goes back to what we're talking about: negative energies and stuff that spawn, you know, all these entities. Because again, like murder and everything else, as we've known during, you know, with satanic rituals and stuff, release of powers to enable the practitioners well, to, to yeah. summon stuff. That's yeah. how Evil the blood things. magic did what it did yeah, to exactly. that family. How do you think that Cadejo got yeah. where it got? Oh, yeah, yeah. Million dollar bet that there's some sort of blood. You know, you have to say, if I was a if I was a betting man, I'd say there was probably something that was killed. Blood magic. Or or the or the guy originally maybe cut his own hand to pay in that blood so that well, this curse would be assured. I don't think that just cutting your hand is going to do it. That I don't know. Curse uh, that powerful? I think it was something was murdered. That sounds very Edgar Allan Poe kind of. Uh, I like that. But the, <laughs> like the, right? <laughs> the guy, you know, giving up his own blood, cutting himself open. Mind and, and, is gone and I write scribbles. Uh, you know, know, some to that effect. That's, I would guess it was something that effect. Margaret used to ride the trolley. <laughs> Yeah, because so, like, it was something obviously powerful. Something very the, yeah. uh, lechuza with chanclas is terrifying to me right now. You just said the f word. I'm sorry. sorry. So we bleep yeah, that. Out. We bleep it out. But you bleep. know what? He said the f word. Just no, so I bleeped it. Sorry. Kids at home, stop listening when Chief is on because it's no telling what kind of horrible things. Hour. We're gonna come have to do the mouth. Chief Hour after nine o'clock. It's horrible. You know, it's after tw after midnight. So and we let it all hang out. You know, and bleep. there's there's a lot more 
Mexican, Hispanic, Latino folklore in Texas that you want to talk about? Because I know we were looking up some stuff earlier on, and Chief brought up a really good one that uh, you know I read up on. It's called uh, the Texas's own version of the Headless Horseman, El Muerto. Yeah, wasn't he a conquistador? Is that what you're talking about? No, actually, this one on Devil's Backbone. We're not talking right. About well, this a... one is a oh, wow. uh, the bandit. This was a bandit. That wow, because um, there's one in the hill cattle, country, cattle rustler. Yeah, he was a cattle oh, rustler. Wow. So then there's another one because there was one out in the hill country. See, I've heard of that one also. It may be one in the same because they, it was spotted all over the southern region of Texas. You know, along the the border belt, like all San the way Antonio, up. all the way down. So he might have been like a Comanchero or a. Well, well, he was uh, well. The original story was a bandito. He was a yeah, bandito, he was a cattle bandito, rustler, cattle a, a famous rustler, yeah. famous cattle rustler, only only known by Vidal. Yeah, so was he? Was he like the the kind of like stereotypical Mexican? They had the bandoleros around his. I would I would imagine. So. And he had a, a plethora of piñatas and a beard. Yeah, <laughs> plethora. Of, I'm still here, El Wapo. Yeah. El Wapo. Well, it said that um, that he stole some prize mustangs from Creed Taylor, and Creed mm. Taylor, famous Texas Ranger, famous Texas Ranger, yeah, yeah. Uh, fought in the Alamo. Uh, and so did Bigfoot Wallace and Bigfoot Big Wallace, Wallace uh, Battle of Gonzalez, uh, and you so, know, so what are... ended up happening to the guy? He got his head cut off. Well, or he got hung and his head come off. That that happened too. Yeah, well, he got hung, and uh, well, the story goes after he stole those well, prize mustangs. Chief was about to tell me. Well, this. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just making sure. We're on the same page. You just same page. brutally interrupted this this man. He'll... We're on the same page. That, look what you did. Now he's crying, dude. Look at him. <laughs> The quick rundown is he's, I'm gonna need a he was a bandit, cattle rustler. He was doing his dirt for a long time, and then finally he messed up by stealing prize Mustangs from Creed Taylor, a famous Texas Ranger. Bigfoot Wallace was in on it, too, because they were friends and so on and so forth. Both Texas Rangers. Right. And they started going after him. Well, another local rancher around the area, basically west of San Antonio, when it was all the undisputed territory between, or it was the disputed territory between Mexico and, and the Republic of Texas. No man's land. No man's land. Well, there's another rancher, his last name was Flores, Flores. and he joined in with them. So all three went after him. They were seasoned trackers. You know, these guys were, were excellent woodsmen, you name it. They tracked him down. They came in at night, grabbed him, and slaughtered him and his henchmen. And in order to send a message that, you know, cattle rustling or horse gonna, thievery wasn't was, be tolerated. was intolerated. What they took him is they would do horrific things to these banditos. Well, this guy, they did the thing. They cut off his head, they you know, and everything else. And then they mounted him on a wild Mustang, tied his corpse to the saddle, and then took his head and put it on a piece of latigo, i.e. a piece of leather, strapped it to the head of the saddle, and then Turn that horse hung, loose with that hung, head. Hung it the, from the horn. Uh huh. Just it was just sitting there flapping around. The heads flapping around as the as that Mustang was out running. And of course the torso, the headless torso, sitting up in the saddle. And they propped it up that way, so that all who ran across this Mustang, you know, it was the message: you cattle thief, or you know, you, you do cattle thievery or horse thievery. This is what happens. You're gonna lose your head. Mm hmm. Eventually, the they caught the horse. Like a year or two later, and he still had that dried corpse. body and everything. The corpse riddled with bullets and arrows. Because people would see it and they'd be afraid. No head. And so it was riddled with bullets. And where was it? Ended up around Alice, Texas, right? Uh, between Alice and uh, Ben Bolt, Palito Blanco, they say there's an unmarked grave. He's got an unmarked grave out there. Yeah, because that's where they finally caught the horse and they pulled all that off of him. And they knew, you know, they, they, they were trying to figure it out. And then that's when. Creed Taylor, and you know he he got up there and said, "Yeah, me and Bigfoot Wallace and Flores over That's there, what we done, we did it to him to curb the, you know, rustling that was going on." So this Flores, is Flores is actually my grandmother's maiden name, and Flores is actually your. That's last my name. last name. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing too is that this is 1846. This is pre uh, pre Bob Wire. It's probably 25, 30 years a lot before, of open before range Bob Wire, open range. You got the a lot of your ranchers really relied on on your on your brandings, you yeah. know, so, oh, yeah. and your so rustling was rampant, you know, on top mm -hmm. of, you know, being raided by Comanches or, Everything. or, you know, Mex Mexican American war around that time also. Yeah. So all that happened. And so once they caught the horse around Ben Bolt and all that area, that's when they took it off of him and turned it loose. And then they took the, bo the body, what was left of it in the head and they buried it in an unmarked grave. So then after that, the sighting started happening. That's when it started from Uvalde all the way up to, uh, well, there's a triangle 
of sightings, uh, a hotbed of sightings of the headless horseman between Corpus Christi, San Patricio, and Ben Bolt, Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, San Diego also. All that area. Which is all the same area. And the late, the last one was re- that we know of was reported around 19, was it 1969? 69, 69, somewhere around there, yeah. They reported a sighting of a headless, um, you know, headless rider on a gray or a dark horse riding. And it just, one of the ones I believe that the one that was reported in 1917, it was a couple. It was camping. They were camping, you know, by their wagon. Covered wagon. Covered wagon. And they, you know, it scared the bejesus out of them because they spotted this thing. So they rode by screaming, it's my, all mine, mine, all mine. <laughs> And I was like, wow. wow, that's nuts. But, you know, that's many of the weirdness that goes on, you know, around here. It's just, it's amazing. I, I wish there was a comprehensive website for all things paranormal in Texas. You Texas. Know? Yeah. You know, because we have enough stuff that, that oh, it'll fill, it'll fill up volumes and volumes of pages, you know. And I know all the other states have their own as well. But compared to Texas, I, I, I think that's a, that's a. To beat out Texas and all the levels of weirdness and all the different kinds of weirdness we have in the state, I think that'd be a hard, that'd be a yeah, hard Yeah, I think it'd be win. real hard. Well, that area near the Alamo is completely haunted. Oh, in Mexico. Yeah. I know that the bookstore there, that I think it was like a Barnes & Noble, I think, or whatever. They, I think it's Barnes & Noble. And it's, it's, it's been something else, too. I yeah. Think. But I I, I've been in there, and they, they were telling me that they told me and a couple of my friends that books would come off the shelves and stuff. And it's right there where... The southern end of the, uh, the where, they, where the battle, yeah, where they mm-hmm. where they were defending that part of the wall, yeah, and it got hit pretty hard. The Mexicans overran them, you know, wow. and, and bayoneted a lot of people, and and so I know that that area was like there was a lot of death there. I know one time we were at the mall, and Anthony, you remember this when we went to uh, to see that exhibit that that museum that was underground at the River Center Mall. And it was it was there it was pretty cool. It was like it was like this really, really cool like wax figures. It was temporary. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got like ahead of everybody, you know, and I was walking along and I, I turn around and I'm like, hey, look, there's all this. And then and I'm in this really dark area where they were showing like like the Texans laying there dying, you know, or whatever. And it creeped me out because I'm sitting there going like this is actually literally where they died. Where it happened. I am walking literally upon where these people died. And they spilled their last there's bit your, of blood. Yeah, there's the Menger Hotel that's on the, the Menger, yeah. That's yeah. haunted and it's right on the site. And the uh Emily Morgan, I believe. Was it I the Emily it Emily Morgan? Uh yeah, there's the Emily Morgan Hotel is very haunted. And so anyways, I'm walking through there and I got a really creepy feeling just all of a sudden going like Everybody was way back behind me, and I'm like, like, some, like watching winding around. I'm, I've just kind of gotten off, you know, on my own, and I started to feel kind of creeped out. You know, I don't know. It's just, I wonder, and I don't mean to get off topic, but I wonder if that correlates with the the the, the neighboring rancher being Flores, and that area is near Floresville. Well, yeah, that, that's the whole area. Well, he was a big time rancher around there, right. so. Floresville. Flores was also one of the 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 uh, generals that helped out Zapata. Sam Houston. Oh. No, Houston, Sam Houston, and all them. He was he was part of the whole Tejano, yeah, along th- with Juan Seguin and all them. You can actually trace a lot of yeah. the Flores for, to a guy named Fuente Flores who came over because I remember when we were doing a genealogy of my great grandmother, and she's she's full blooded Comanche, but she married a Flores, and so there was like this whole genealogy we did and that most of the flores that came over mm-hmm. they came over they were conquistadors and there was only like a little small little handful of them right. and then they spread out from there so most of the flores is going way back are actually related so we we're probably related somewhere way back Possibly. in the back Unfor- there's unfortunately that cor- correlation with the date there that's kind of weird well you know you got to take into consideration oh that my grandmother my grandmother died on your on your birthday yeah you got very odd. Yeah. Well, here recently, my friend just passed, uh, John Kelly. God rest his soul. He was a very dear friend of mine. I actually worked with him for a long time. And he died just recently on Cinco de Mayo on my brother's birthday. Oh, wow. And when his brother told me that, I was like, wow. And then, of course, my grandmother died on your birthday. And that's weird because, like, his, his birthday is December 19th. Oh, that's cool. It's the day before mine. Yeah, it's the day before <laughs> yours. And then, of course, my grandmother died on your birthday. So it's very, it's very weird, you know. A lot of these odd and strange coincidences. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Back to the what's it, the border belt. There was also so- stories about time slips, time slips on the Homer Road and like these black 
clouds on the road. And once you drive into it, you're like, like people drive into it at night and all of a sudden they're somewhere in the day, you know? Well, right. what is that dark matter? I mean, because like, like Simon was talking about it, like these, this dark matter that actually will chase people and people will go into it and then like they'll- Like a cloud. Yeah, it's like, like a massive. cloud, like a massive cloud. Yeah. Like the one we had at the house was probably like a person. But people are reporting like a huge cloud, huge cloud going across the street, you know, like a smoke cloud, but but massive, but, not necessarily traveling like smoke, you know, just kind of floating nonchalantly, you know, and that you drive through it and there's a time slip. Well, all I can say when it comes to that and those anomalous forces out there and seeing people seeing these black clouds, there's something that resembles an it's sort of orbish, for lack of better words, right. and it's just set out there floating. You know, that to me represents, and this is just my speculation, it represents an energy of sorts, or it could be a host of other things. It could be a demonic entity. It could be a vehicle wolf. It could be a lot of things. But You know, I got a lot of ghost vehicle stories. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I have like a whole bunch of stories about, uh, I'm going to do a show on it. Like Christine yeah. kind of deal? No, no, no. Like ghost vehicles. Like people see phantom vehicles. Oh, I got there was you, a I guy in Germany that was a, a station in Germany. Well, well, we're going to have to make an episode of that. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's I got cool. one, my friend Billy, when we were kids, him and another kid that lived yeah. in, in the subdivision uh, by us, that they there was a train that used to come through there all the time. And, and so a lot, a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, I got I got yeah. tons of stories, folks. I got enough stories that will last us forever. I can tell you right now. Well, I know my grandparents' property down in down in Ben Bolt uh, mm -hmm. or Green Acres, which is between Ben Bolt and Alice, Texas, we'd always hear somebody pull up and then look outside. There's nothing. Yeah. Like you hear an engine pull yeah, up. Yeah, phantom vehicles. Idle, very, idle very a little bit, thing, you know, and then thing. even shut off or a car door shut. Look outside. Nobody's here. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's just, I've, I've got a strange story like that in my family. But to finish my thought, when you see those black dark orbs, I, I think it's just some energy that's going to disrupt your the, whatever we got going on in this timeline, whether it be demonic or whether it be a, a, a space-time continuum anomaly of sorts, you know, ley line associated or not. I, ley not lines are very real thing, thing too. I, I'm not, I'm not too sure. But it is an energy, it, and I believe it's strong enough to disrupt whatever you got going on if you drive into it, for lack of better words. Well, or some kind of barrier there that you break or you what about pass over. The fabric, squeeze through the fabric because it's so thin. So what are these other things you have, Chief, for us about these uh, other... Uh, on, that was, well, if you, you can Google Lahoma, there's a, tons of... Activity on the Homer Road. You got the. Okay, I don't do need some... to Google anything. Do you have any <laughs> stories for us? Because if not, then you need to just shut the. I'm just kidding. Pack, you look, you need to get your two friends and pick up all these peanuts off the floor <laughs> and get out of here. Okay? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, you get, you know, it's not a blessing. No, this I is... had, you know, that was, I, I think that was all I had. For this episode, this anyway. Because yeah. you know, some, some... I know at one point we need, I was to, expecting... we need to cover the Duende. I was yeah. expecting you to go. What are you, Ichabod Crane or something here? I don't know. I don't well, you said the Headless Horseman. I know that there's a there's a legend. And I was talking about the Hoxie Bridge out near Taylor, and then somebody was like, well, you know about the Headless Horseman out there. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a Headless Horseman. I knew there was a Phantom Bull. And, and of course, now I'll tell you this. This will be the last story, and, I'll, and we'll, we'll leave it with this. This is an urban legend, I think, but it is a story of Hoxie. Now, if anybody's ever heard this story, I've heard it attached to several different places but the the story goes, I was told this when I was a kid, out near Hoxie Bridge near Taylor, that if you go out there, that there is a man that was hung upside down. Right. And his head was cut off. You know about that? No, but I'm, I'm, I want to hear about it. Okay. There was a man and a woman that, that ran out of gas. Sounds I mean, kind of like the Jake's Bridge story. Well, there's of. a lot of, it's, it's associated with a lot of bridges, but that, that they, there are people that claim that they see it. I mean, I don't know if it's, a, it's a, some sort of tulpa, maybe, that people... They hear something, so they believe it, so then they make it happen, you know. But there was this uh, there's this couple that went out there and they ran out of gas, and nobody can ever tell you who the couple is. It's like, oh, a friend of a friend of a friend's, ancestors, you know, cousins, you know, housekeeper. But anyways, they, they ran out of gas. We'll say and, the Smiths. The Smiths, yeah. And so the, the boyfriend went to go get gas, and then so the girl gets scared she lays down in the floorboard and waits for him to come back she she right. gets scared cuz she starts hearing like a tapping on the roof of the vehicle right and it just keeps going and going and going and so she gets scared and she can't figure out what it is 
So then she gets down into the floorboard of the vehicle or whatever, and this tapping, this tapping keeps happening. So then the next day she wakes up and she goes and looks, and there is her boyfriend hung upside down, and it's his knuckles or whatever that are either either it's him scratching it or it's tapping. You know, swaying in the tree. Swaying in the tree, and there's like his he's been decapitated. I was gonna say, please don't say the hook hand, bro. No, the hook hands. Are <laughs> It's not. It's not that bad, but th- that's a story that you. I, I heard that's a babysitter story out in Hoxie. You know, Hoxie Bridge, and then of course I, the the black cats out there are very real. And then of course I hear the story of the hairy hand. Do you know the story of the hairy hand? I've only heard mention, never heard the real story, yeah, the, the details. The story was that there were some guys. This is always somewhere in the middle of Mexico. Nobody knows where exactly, but it's a it's an urban legend of Mexican folklore and. Uh, so there was a there was a bunch of guys that were in a, in a in a bar in a cantina and they were playing cards and the guy said hey we're closed it's time to go you need to go home, and they're like ah you know shut up and got that I walk out you know whatever bring me more tequila yeah, whatever. You know. we don't need no stinking badges <laughs> <laughs> like tequila empaca you know whatever so they the dude's like okay fine you know and and then next thing you know the the shopkeeper who's wanting to go to sleep he sees that these people are. There's like a, an empty chair there with like a cocha on it, you know, mm-hmm. a blanket, you know, right? And he sees this manos, it's a hand, you know, at uh, manos aquí, you know, right yeah. here, like just on the table. And he notices like these these borrachos, these drunkards, they're just playing cards. And then he realizes that that hand is playing with them and it's a hairy hand. It's like a pair of hairy like hands. a severed hand? Like severed like pa- hands? Pair of, yeah, a pair of hairy wow. hands that are playing cards with him. Disembodied. And of course, they freak out when he points it out to him, and then they all leave immediately, and then he goes home what? and goes to sleep. Yeah, that's the story. But, so but, it was a pair of disembodied hands playing cards with playing him. Playing cards they with him. They didn't notice. They were just dealing to it. You know, they were so drunk. Wow. Yeah. I want to I know what the hairy hand's hand was. <laughs> Did he have a good hand or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it the dead man's hand? Yeah, aces and eights. You know, because I said, yeah, because it was Wild Bill, right? That it was shot and killed mm-hmm. in uh, Black... Oh, uh, Cowboy Billy, in right? Deadwood. In Deadwood. Yeah. yeah, in the Black Hills of South Wild Dakota. Wild Bill Hickok died. Wild Bill Hickok was shot and killed, and then they, ever since then it was called the dead man's yeah, hand. he was yeah. holding aces and eights. Aces and eights. And that's wow, that's cool it. that you know that. Nobody ever knows that. When I tell people that, I was at the uh, casino. Me and Anthony were up in Choctaw playing at the at the casino. You mm-hmm. know, closer where your friend up there. Their yeah, he lives. Yeah, lives. my buddy lives up there. He's he's from the Chattanooga. Nation. He, he lives he close to Ardmore. Chicken, chicken. Oh yeah, he's got a, he's got a chicken place out there in uh, Medill. Medill, Oklahoma. He said he it was a, really good fried chicken. Oh man! I'll Once I get what. done losing this weight, then I'll go up there and eat some of that good fried chicken. But not yeah. until then. But I were at the Choctaw, and I said something about it to this guy. I said, oh, it's a dead man's hand, you know, whenever we threw our cards down. And he was like, huh? He and I'm like, know. yeah, never mind, dude. I'm <laughs> not going to get into it. People awesome. don't know history. They don't know history. Awesome. So anyways, this has been, you know, quite an interesting show here. And I know we're going to have Chief back again. Because... Oh, man, again? <laughs> He's always out there. You know, <sighs> hey, don't forget that guy, homie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's always out there doing Creep, his research. Creeping around. Yeah. He likes Chief, Chief he, the Creep. We hey, never he, got to get to the bat story, though. I know. I know. We can save that one for the next one because I know we're mm. going to we're gonna have plenty more. Chief does his own investigation. So. Well, let me write that down so I'll remember next time with the yep, millions the, of other stories that I got to tell. Hey, but I tell hey, you what, this Wolf is fun. and Sal are diligently working on your stories, guys. Trust me. Yep. Yeah. You send us your stories and we will butcher the heck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll tell them the best we can, you know. And and like I said, I prefer if you got a really good story and you think you can speak, come on the show. Yeah, let us know. Talk with us on the here at the round table and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk it out. If not, then we can tell your story, you know, but we're not responsible if we don't tell your story correctly. We might yeah. even do it on purpose to be mean. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sal's over there. No. No, no, no. We're no, going to no, get no. your story out, you know, unless you want to tell it. Why not? We, we're okay with that. Why not? You know, we want you because we want to ask you questions and see, you know, and maybe help you remember more details, whatever the case may be, because I know the audience, all you folks out there like to hear these strange things because- Number one, there's many of you out there that have had your own weird and oh, yeah. abnormal experiences that you may think you're all alone, but I'm willing to bet that you're not. There's probably others that have experienced something very similar. Oh, dude, I, I was going through the emails the other day, and uh, I came across one or two that were like, whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of took me back a minute. I was like, whoa, that's pretty creepy, because mm-hmm. I've heard hundreds of stories, but then- 
every now and then you'll come across one and you'll just be like, what is that? Like, you know, it's like just, it really throws you off. It's like, it it creeps you out, man. Right. It's, it's strange. And I just to close, to finally close this out, I got, we got an email from a listener in Japan and this listener, I, I, I'm convinced from what I read that this English is their second language. And of course, Japanese folklore and strange goings on and the hauntings, Oni. all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with it, but I'm going to study up on it because the kappas these, and the oni, the, the grudge. Yeah, the grudge. Well, I don't know about. Oh, all we're the, talking uh, about some real mythological stuff, fool. But you're rea- talking about oh, fake no, movie oh, stuff. No. I want to say they got it off of. The reality is, though, is I, you know, I'm going to keep trying to correspond with that individual a little bit more just to see if I can get a story from them. Right now. I think they're, you know, English is a second language, so it's going to be a big of a barrier, but I'm going to keep trying. Well, we need to do some research upon that then. We don't don't have a field investigator in Japan yet? (laughs) No, not yet. We're working on it. We're going to get a sumo wrestler to do it. How are we going to get one in Japan, the one here? I want a sumo wrestler to do it. Find one for me. (laughs) Uh, You know what, though, guys? I wanted to say something. People said, you know, you guys joke around a lot, and and some people really like it. Can I say something? I'm going to say this, and this is the truth. I'll say it from the bottom of my heart. I don't give a crap what you people think. I'm just kidding. No, seriously. No, I want to say something. What the joking for me, it kind of, it, it helps me. because Takes the edge off. Yes, because some of this stuff can be kind of intense. And to a lot of the listeners, I've had a lot of female listeners in particular respond to me and tell me, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like that you joke around a little bit and you break it up with that because it, it is some of this stuff scary. Yeah, and especially to the, the people who scary. Especially to the people who have had similar experience about what in regards to the story that you're you're telling or yeah. or the topic we're covering, those people are it's really hitting home with them. So a little joking here and there just helps take the edge off because I you know, I'm totally it cause for that. people to have panic attacks, you know, yeah. whatever. Because I mean, I've had people tell me. Uh, actually, one of my cousins, she was like, "I like your show." She's like, "You and Sal do a good job," but uh, it scares me. You know, so I'm just like, hey, you know, I, I don't want anybody to be afraid. I know that some of this stuff is scary. Some of it can be intense. And so, you know, just remember, we're two normal guys. I don't know about you, but me and this guy, <laughs> I'm we're, not, we're, not normal. We're, we're, we're normal, ordinary <laughs> people. And so we're just here talking and you're listening to the conversation and I'm telling the stories. They're telling the stories and and we hope you enjoy it. You remember Das Wolfman, uh, 88? Wolfman 88 at gmail.com. Do you remember that email? Send it to send me your story. Wolf and Sal uh, at gmail.com. That's a, that's the other email. Send us your stories. We want to hear them. We, and again, if you want to tell your story, let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Shout out. Shout out to all the listeners. If you got any questions for me, hit me up on the thread on the paranormal YouTube. You don't have an email for them? You don't want to give them your email? No, negative. Oh, wow. No. He, really, he really doesn't want to hear from you, folks. I will. Uh, no, I'm going, to have him, I'm going to have him saturate y'all's emails and stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. The so most, anyways, just yeah. keep sending me your stories. Like I said, I, I'm a little bit backed up because I was, and also my voice went out for like a week or two. It was weird. And so everybody, yeah. in, the, everybody in the house kind of got laryngitis. It was weird. And so, yeah, just... Just keep sending us your stories, and I'll get to them as quick as I can, and we'll talk about it, and we will um, go over, you know, what we can do if you want to come on the show, or if you just want to, you know, give us your stories, and we'll, we'll yeah, tell them please, for you. please write it all out, yeah. you know, and, and send it to us so we can share it here on the show. Absolutely. With that being said, thanks for being with us, everybody. Chief, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And just like Wolf always says, good night. Good evening, wherever you are, whatever the case. Sayonara. And all I say is, y'all have a good one.